You entering Irma. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Buy It's Cover Podcast. One marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies found on streaming services. I'm one half of your host, Bree. And I'm your other half, Kevin. The one that didn't know who was going to intro and froze like one of those fainting goats. I uh, did not freeze. You were lightning fast on the start recording button <laughs> with no consent on my part. <laughs> so. You made it through. You made it through, boo. I did. Uh, I just internally panicked for a moment. It was the whole intro. You froze. Yes. I <laughs> I am a big enough man to admit my shortcomings. Uh, when somebody goes in dry on the start recording button, I don't know how to react. Yeah. You, as a stand-up comedian, should be able to zip-zap-zop your way through that awkwardness. Uh, I'm sorry. I do stand-up comedy, the greatest of the com comedy art forms. I'm not some lowly improv player that just thinks I can yes-and my way through this life. Uh, you yes-and your way through this podcast all the fucking time, so I'm not going to take that yeah, from you. But that's because I'm incredibly lazy, not because I think it's better. <laughs> all right. Have you done enough shitting on improv? Hey, improv, you guys no, suck shit. Just stop. Don't be like that. You gave me an opening. You yes anded me, and I let you know what I felt about them as people and uh, as really artists. I think it's incredibly difficult to do improv. Oh, it must be incredibly difficult to just be wacky and zany and make things up and not have anything matter. Please, SNL, book me. <laughs> Pretty sure they're a scripted show, so I wouldn't necessarily say that's improv. Yeah, I don't... Look, that's again, nobody respects you because the best improv is whose line is it anyways. And look, not all of us can be Wayne Brady. Yeah. All right. This podcast is about movies, correct, Bree? Not about uh, inferior comedic art forms? That That's correct, Kevin. We are going to watch a movie. Uh, this cover... Uh, was sent to us by uh, one of our um, very active Twitter followers uh, the around underscore Seattle, po uh, not podcast, uh, Twitter account. Uh, Nick sent this to us and it is called um, Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury. Kevin, I am going to share right. the screen. Would you like to... Describe this cover. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I would love to describe this cover. Pool boy. Okay, 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 okay. Not what I had anticipated. All right, so we got Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury, which makes me think, is this a sequel to the original Pool Boy? Um, but in it, we have uh, an explosion in the background, followed up by a pool with a little uh, floaty ducky. It looks yep. like a, a standard pool, maybe not Olympic size, but nice, nice. I would, I would splish splash in it if it weren't for the explosions in the background. <laughs> uh, in the foreground, we have uh, a man holding a machine gun. Okay, that's Kevin Sorbo. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! It's Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Huh. He does look like I okay now okay, and he's wearing a tank top. I was gonna start shitting on Kevin Sorbo, but um, 
This is not a politics podcast. I just want to let you know, I told Nick that we would watch this as long as he was okay with me shitting on Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, okay. So Kevin Sorbo uh, is doing um, basically like your dad's impression of Rambo. Okay, see, I was thinking more of like the portrayal of a 1990s middle-aged lesbian. Damn, hon. Not... Uh, not what you said. Yeah, but if like Rambo wore cargo shorts. So like this guy looks like he's like a mall ninja. Yeah, like, I mean. This guy looks like he open carries at Starbucks. <laughs> All right. Like it looks like he and owns not a. Just, not just open carries a handgun, open carries a full semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, he looks like he his other shirt that he would wear says like, I oil my AR-15 in liberal tears. Um, <laughs> and then next to him, is that Danny fucking Trejo? Is Danny fucking Trejo. God damn. Okay. I now want to know what behind the scenes of that set look like. Also, they have Danny Trejo holding a machete where I'm sure he's like, no, guys, I'm not, I'm not going to be machete for you. You know what's weird, though, is the machete is uh, the sharp edge of it is is facing towards him. Well, can you zoom in a little bit towards it? I Or like particularly towards his hand? I'm almost wondering if that's Photoshopped. Oh, I'm that sure. Looks, that looks very Photoshopped in there. I mean, same with the gun in Kevin Sorbo's hand. I also, um, I wonder if Kevin Sorbo is going to be as ripped as he appears on this cover. Because like the last time I saw Kevin Sorbo doing a movie, it was when he did God's Not Dead. And he played like a philosophy professor. So I don't know when he hit the gym for pool boy. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that this was made in like 2014. Okay. When I was looking up the cover, I'm pretty sure that's what it said. All right. So, um, yeah, we have Danny Trejo in it, which I, I wonder, I, I do wonder. 2011. I do wonder what Danny Trejo's politics are. Um, now that I think about it, I've never heard him speak on it. I think his uh, politics are machetes oh okay I, so pool boy drowning out the fury and then the tiniest tagline i've ever seen is no lifeguard on duty yeah but does his gun have like three guns on it yeah so it's actually got what looks to be maybe a, like a 50 cal um nozzle and then what looks like a pipe wrench that might be a flamethrower and then it has two like rattling gun looking things. Gatling guns. Yeah Gatling guns. <laughs> um, and it's got like four different handles on it so not too sure about that. Okay so uh, like this is clearly going to be uh, like a parody or a satire right? Like I don't know. Though- I I do imagine Kevin Sorbo is the kind of guy that lacks the self-awareness to do this movie and not have no sense of irony in it. Yes. So I, I know you kind of mentioned that the background was blowing up, but it looks like a city of some sort is blowing up and there's some yeah. palm trees. So I'm assuming down in California somewhere. Um, do you think this? Yeah, there's pool- not a lot of pool boys in Minnesota. So, yeah. Do you think this pool is a home pool or a hotel pool? Home pool. I think we're going to... Okay. Oh, God. This movie. Um, (laughs) If we're getting into predictions. Now, I want you guys to know, audience, 
you cannot cancel me over this stuff, which makes me, I know, sound like Kevin Sorbo. Um, <laughs> but this kind of, I am immediately like, oh, God, is this going to be Kevin Sorbo is the pool boy who cleans pools. And is Danny Trejo's character going to be the landscaper guy? Oh, God, I it's going to do lawn, like lawn maintenance. And that's how they know each other, because I don't predict they're going to be like friends like at first. OK, so do you want to know what? I think it's going to happen. Jump right in. Because like I said, I'm like, it's one of those things where like immediately I'm like, that's a problematic thought, Kevin. But I'm like, it's not my problematic thought. It's me projecting a problematic thought onto this movie. So please save us. I think that Kevin Sorbo is going to be retired from some sort of like militia or special forces. And he's just like, I want, I want an easy life. I'm just going to go and be a pool boy. And then something happens, like somebody from their old squad gets murdered or something. And Danny Trejo shows up and is like, dude, we got to get our shit together. We got to do this. And um, we got to go save this city because the military ain't coming. And so he does like a John Wick and pulls out all of these guns from his um like dad Hidden garage accessories. Yeah. And um like he's got hand grenades in the water wings. Yeah. So it, it's all in his pool van because he never really gave up the life. It was never really his intention to. And so Danny Trejo and Kevin Sorbo are gonna go fight the bad guys downtown. And um, there will be several pool-based uh, humor gags, physical ones, like maybe uh, hitting somebody with a pool noodle or a bad guy tripping on the hose that connects from the um, vacuum portion to the, um, like, filter thing. Um, and I think somebody's going to get slammed in the face with one of the... Um, Oh shit! The, I'm not good at knowing what pool amenities are. Nope. Anyways, there's gonna be there's gonna be pool accessories that come in contact with bad guys. Okay, I think there's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna kill a guy by sitting him on the the water sucky out thing that they you like your parents always warned you not to sit sit on because yeah. they saw on the news one time that a dude's butt got sucked out. <laughs> Uh, I think that guy's going to die that way. I think he's going to kill a guy and then say something like, don't put the pee in my ool or something. Also, <laughs> I want to point out this cover. He's wearing closed-toed shoes, which if he's a professional pool boy, he would know you don't wear closed-toed shoes around the swimming pool. That's an open-toed, no-sock environment. Yeah. I mean, um, at least it's not socks and sandals. I could see him getting involved because he has this perfect, clean, pristine pool. He's very proud of it. And then, like, a fight breaks out and it causes it to, like, land in his pool and he just gets angry. <laughs> like, the pool is going to be his John Wick's dog, is what I'm <laughs> predicting. Um, I could also, like I said, I, I, I just knowing uh, the person involved, I... And not being able to disassociate art from the artist. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is going to be like, he, the the crimes that he goes to stop is going to be like a bunch of environmentalists or PETA people, like, went to go save animals from animal testing and took hostages. And mm -hmm. they call in the ool boy. 
because he brings the P. In this case, it stands for pain. <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I just don't even know. Was did was Kevin Sorbo already cray cray by 2011? Man, uh, I I don't have a full map of my uh, Sorbo uh, descent into insanity timeline. Okay. But uh, if you actually pan to camera three, um, I have a series of string diagrams I've put together <laughs> that unveil the conspiracy around why Kevin Sorbo doesn't get booked in Hollywood movies. <laughs> We're going to cut yeah. to that? Oh, I don't have it because... Yeah. No, I know, I know he had health problems. Um, and then I know he like took a turn on a bunch of like Christian movies mm-hmm. as uh, how he was getting his his bread and butter. And yeah. then uh, last I saw, he was doing cameos. Yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know much about him past Hercules. You know, that's okay. You know, there's some times where I'm like, I really just want to enjoy Seven and not think, wow, that guy was really playing a good monster. I wonder why. Oh, yeah. That's a Kevin Spacey reference for those of you that don't understand the problematic people in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Not Kevin, though. Kevin's not problematic. We don't care. Jesus him. Christ, don't even say my name in the same sentence. What the <laughs> fuck? Is this about what I said about the like lawn maintenance guy? That was that was the movie doing that, not me. God, I already I'm explained calling that. Calling you out. Yeah. <laughs> You're my co-host. You can't cancel me on the pod. It's my long con to take over. Yeah. You can just do your own episode. I'm not stopping you from accessing the recording equipment. Considering it's all with me, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm. I am at best only doing 20% of the work in this podcast. <laughs> Not wrong. You've I actually, just, you've been sitting with me in the office for the last two days now that you're home in Indy and like watching the stuff that I go through to edit the podcast, both the audio and the video and how long it takes to do like the subtitle transcripts and that way it doesn't sound like we're saying weird things in the transcript and um I think it's made you appreciate the work I do just a smidge more. Oh, I'm usually playing Tetris when you're doing that. That was a a perfect time for you to just talk about how wonderful and amazing I am, Kevin. Hey, folks, if you want to hear how wonderful and amazing I think my wife is, join my Patreon. (laughs) In which we do a podcast exclusively for Patreon listeners called Growing Fonder. uh, In which I say how great my wife is. But if you want nitty gritty, the deep thoughts on Kevin Sorbo and why Hollywood turns their back on conservative Christian actors, you listen to buy its cover. Because the only thing we cover is the Bible. I'm very disturbed right now, Kevin. <laughs> and for the rest of this episode, I will not blink. No, you're making me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Yeah. Anyways... Do you have any other thoughts about Pool Boy? Because uh, I only know what you've told me. 2011. Didn't even know the actors until you saw it. I am excited because Danny Trejo's in it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I will watch. Danny Trejo is just one of those actors that um, I just enjoy in things. Like every time he pops up, he's always Danny Trejo. He's always the same character. But I just I, like he's there's something about him where I'm like, just bro, good on you. Good on I've- you, man. 
I've been watching uh, cooking shows on Netflix and uh, don't ask me why because I can't cook or shit and I would never eat anything any of these people make because it's just way too extra for me. Um, But Danny Trejo was a guest judge on one of the final table episodes and it was fun to watch him like was it final table or was it the iron chef anyways it was one of them and uh it was just fun to watch him like comment on food and how spicy it was and (laughs) dude i would love a cooking show with like danny trejo snoop dogg and marshawn lynch oh yeah i'd watch the shit out of that i would too i would just if that was just them Oh, them just running around going to like food trucks. Yeah. Such a great idea. Netflix, get at me, bro. (laughs) You you haven't been returning my DMs. Um, (laughs) You've opened them and then blocked me and I made new accounts, but this is a winner. This is a game changer. (laughs) Let me pitch to you. (laughs) Yeah. Why won't you let me love you is what I'm saying, Netflix. Um, Can't we Netflix and chill? (laughs) Do you think they get that one all the time and they're like, son of a bitch? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Brie, any other thoughts about Pool Boy (laughs) instead of our dream Netflix cooking shows? (laughs) Uh, No, Kevin. Why don't we go watch a movie? Let's go watch a movie. All right. And we're back having watched uh, Pool Boy drowning in the fury do pool boy do okay i can't remember the title all the way uh but we're joined by nick from the at around underscore seattle twitter account uh if you've checked us out on twitter he is one of our biggest supporters uh nick do you want to say hello hi everyone thank you for having me on the show yeah we're excited to have you it's uh it's cool to see it's cool to see Nick in person. Uh, I've usually just seen him interacting on Twitter. So it, this now, had you seen this before, Nick? Yes. Okay. So this was a, a punishment you decided to inflict on other people. <laughs> um, yes. This was the world that hurt you. So you're hurting it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's good uh, for like a chunk if you know what you're getting into, but you guys had no yeah. idea, huh? <laughs> No, uh-uh. we did. There were a couple things that I called. Um, they, uh, Kevin Sorbo's character, uh, pool boy, was actually a war vet. So I did call that. Uh, and I also called that at some point he would use uh, pool tools as um, lethal weapons, which he actually converted um, a pool skimmer into like a slicey thing and then also a pokey stabby thing. So I was I was correct. A spear and an axe, honey. You could just say spears and axes. <laughs> Not or a pokey stabby thing and slicey thing. Uh, what is that? <laughs> Could be scissors. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but they did like an a welding um sandings oh not mo- no, montage. Montage, thank you. Of him converting his pool skimmer into a weapon. So that was really an important part, and I called it. So I just wanna put that out there. <laughs> we got nothing else right about the movie. Okay, that's what I was wondering. 
Yeah. Uh, I didn't. So I could never have guessed that this movie is a, a meta kind of movie. It's uh, very much the pool boy movie is actually an unreleased 80s film. 90s. Yeah. Uh, that James St. James Street or James St. Street James. Nope. I don't. I can never get it right. Street James. No. St. Yeah. James St. James Street James. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, you you can say it as many times as you want. I will never get that right. Um, Slash Ross Patterson. Yeah. Yeah, it was a movie he made as a kid, released it, or it was banned from being released because it was too racist. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, they're saying stuff in there. They're really saying that. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. There were definitely, I would say, my uncomfortable level in watching this movie um, was was pretty high. Yeah, um, I was I was more uncomfortable with the things and the racist situations that they did than I was with the random nudity. <laughs> not oh, that yeah. I'm like, not that I'm a prude or anything, but you know, it was just super random when they had like a guy just show up hanging dong. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate a movie that hangs a dong or two though. Yeah. That when they get they get the choice to insert nudity, they're like, "Eh, dicks." That was pretty funny actually. Yeah. <laughs> or all the chicks in the pool and they're like, "Oh, just go play in the pool." Like, nudity. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, "I'm playing with the lobster. I'm playing with the lobster." <laughs> it's um, so, uh, there, yes, Kevin, you're right. It was, it was kind of almost like a faux documentary. Um, St. James Street James, uh, was narrating the parts of the movie that could still be shown. Um, although there were parts of the movie that were never released or could never be released because they were too racist or too graphic. Um, and I actually found, uh, St. James Street James uh, probably one of the funniest characters in this movie uh, but I think my favorite character was Peters his assistant I think that was her name yes yeah the la- the female the assistant what do you think Nick who was your favorite character the, you guys know she's in the Righteous Gemstones on HBO I did. Oh, see, that's yeah. something Kevin Kevin watches that. I I don't watch that. Yeah, I was Jody like, Hill she fan, was really yeah. familiar. Yeah, yeah so I saw so. this and then saw right gemstones and then I was like, this looks way too familiar. She literally plays the same role in that TV show. Just oh, like the really? psychic. Uh, there was a lot of Kevin Sorbo in this. Uh, at one point, he faux dies during the filming but you think it's for real. And then Jason Mewes replaces him as an actor, but can't say anything. There was a lot of interesting dubbing choices throughout this whole entire movie. Um, I, I just, I don't know what to say about it because (laughs) I, I'll spoiler alert. I am not going to recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's it. We, we, we've got that on, on the pod. Uh, six minutes in, we're actually done. We don't even need to go any further. <laughs> I, I want to I know what, Nick, after listening to our podcast, made you choose this movie to watch with us. Well, I asked you guys beforehand, what's the worst movie that you've seen? 
So I tried to top that. And <laughs> it sounds like I succeeded. You did. Yeah. yeah. I, I would okay, definitely right. say. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, like, this movie is uh, very clearly a satire. Like, there's no way you can watch this and take anything serious in it. Yeah. But my problem is, I'm like, well, what point are they trying to make with their satire? Like, this... Uh, this totally does feel like a bunch of bros got together and were like, we're going to make the edgy movie that they won't let us make. And then they like turned it into a joke, which normally I'm all in favor for. I just don't know why it didn't click quite as much with me. Maybe it's because like yeah, Tropic you... Thunder did the joke better three years earlier or what? Or Machete did it what, like one or two years before that. Yeah. Yeah. And it even has Danny Trejo, who I'm, I'm always on board. Uh, Trejo, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, you did that wrong. It's Trejo, let's go. Oh, yeah. I forgot I had a catchphrase. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know you guys had a catchphrase now. Yeah, no, we just uh, saw Danny Trejo, and I was like, this this is going to be a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you were successful. Do you feel proud? Like, tell, tell, us, tell us how you're feeling right now, Nick. <laughs> Do you feel like you wasted an hour and a half of your life? Um... There was a point where I started multitasking, so it wasn't a full hour and a half. Um, but at the same time, I was like, well, you know, at least we get to talk to Nick about this. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Because I'll be totally honest, this was going to be one of those movies, if you wouldn't have been involved, it would have got shut off probably within the first five minutes. This would have been Gerald's game all over again. Yeah. <laughs> the unreleased episode because Bree's just like, I cannot talk about it. Oh, I even fast forward through some of the movie myself rewatching it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one that uh, it's like, it's a, it, I would say put this on in a group of people and then just watch other people's reactions. Mm -hmm. And if they look like they're getting way too into it, you need to like check to see who they're following on Twitter. It's going to be a lot of like, if they've been retweeting Ben Shapiro and shit like that, you're like, oh, I now know some things about you. Um, That's exactly how yeah. I found this movie is in a group setting. Oh, oh. that like, makes sense. We're going to show you this. And then it, it was so shocking. I was like, oh, okay, I got to buy this just to show other people. <laughs> this is, is this like your barometer movie this, for friendship? This is your version of the ring with racism. <laughs> It's like if I don't show yeah. it to somebody every seven days, I join the alt right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! I, I want to make sure I'm still living, so my skin hasn't started sucking yet, has it? No. Yeah, okay. I be okay. um, yeah, I, I heard. I uh, my fake trivia for this movie is Kevin Sorbo improved all his dialogue. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I actually was surprised how many like named stars were in this that that showed up randomly. There was one police officer that I thought looked like Kevin James, and Kevin's like, "No, that is not Kevin James." And we no, see that's him later. His brother in... from the TV show. Was it? Probably. <laughs> yeah, oh. Kevin James's brother was the cop because he kind of looks like him. Suck it, Kevin. I was so close. Is that Kevin James? No, just because they shared a womb oh. at some point in their lives. I was very close. No. She was close. She was close. They no. were on the same TV show. They played brothers in the TV show. Anybody that's gone to a Kevin Farley show or uh, like a, a, a Jim Belushi show knows 
close ain't the same thing as the OG. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, you have a point there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so the yeah, guy this... that appeared at the end, the black guy that repelled mm-hmm. the voice of Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I saw that Ahmed Best was in this, and I was like, hell yeah, man, you, you, you stick with it out there. You deserve better than what Hollywood's given you. <laughs> I was like, this is um, the best he can get. Yeah, it was definitely. Well, I mean the. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, Jan, his name was Jan. Uh, his wife, I've seen her in a ton of stuff. Um, and I mean, it had Brian Callahan, which I don't, he me too himself on that one. Um, so there were definitely some choice people in this that I was like, huh? Especially doing brown face. Yeah. I was like, who, like Brian Callahan, just like, yeah, if I can just be problematic in a role, I will take it every time. Like, he leans into it almost. Well, yeah. he was on Mad um, TV. Kind of what he did on Mad TV. Yeah. That's Fair true. point. Yeah. He, uh, we had him, we had one of the guys from Breaking Bad, which was, they had, I think one of my favorite scenes was they point out that, like, this character seems like he's not there, and then they reveal that he got arrested the night before, and they had to break into prison to green screen him in the movie. Oh, yeah, Spider. His name yeah. was Spider. Yeah. Breaking Bad, and I was like, oh, he's so sweet in this. He is not in Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, one of the gang members that just gets their hands chopped off. That guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that he's the one that wants to leave early, and he takes the gift bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then later, Danny Trejo's like, well, why did you leave early? And he goes, I had to tell you the message. <laughs> and I was like, no, you got a gift bag, dude, and yeah, you leaving that out. out. <laughs> I I, there's problems. Like I think there's almost a funny movie in here. I'm like, there's if so you just much cut going out on. Stuff of this, I think this could have been like a modern day airplane. Yeah, with the right editor, it probably could have been. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Just somebody would have been like, hey, James, some notes. Um, <laughs> maybe we can dial down some of the racism. Which again, like from a satire standpoint, I get. But I'm like, I don't get what you're trying to say about it. You know. Yeah. Um, around his buddy's hand, trying to take it everywhere he goes and tries to return <laughs> the hand to his wife. Oh, and then giving himself the stranger with it. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. I mean, and I'm sure that this was part of like a sight gag. Uh, how many uh, pieces were reused? Uh, like the lady that bicycles in front of the mansion, you see her and then they, they've just flipped her and done it again. Or. Kevin Sorbo, every time he was skimming a pool, it was the exact same pool. It was the exact same movements, and they just kept showing him doing that. <laughs> or when they're intercutting Jason Mewes back to Kevin Sorbo, then back to Jason Mewes. There were definitely, I, I mean, there were a couple times that I chuckled, but um, overall, it was. There's more pain just, than chuckling. It was. It was for me. And I mean, I've made that clear. <laughs> so, Kevin, what do you. You got anything to chit chat with Nick about this movie? I, man, the philosophy of this movie is fascinating. Like what the what they're trying to get at. I, I almost feel like you don't make they don't make movies like this anymore. Yeah. Um probably poli- like culturally, politically, we've all been like, yeah, there's a reason why we've decided that. But even then in 2011, I'm like, this is kind of a throwback to uh like the naked gun police academy. We're just gonna shotgun jokes and see what sticks style of comedy that doesn't really get made very much anymore, which I can appreciate something. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Like 
there's some there's some some comedy like history in that um like i said yeah just a second pass with that script to maybe be like what are we trying to say with all these racist jokes um and it just sometimes you'd have like really glaring ones that would get in the way of some funny stuff um that i thought was kind of interesting so nick you you told us earlier today that Ross Patterson, who wrote this and starred in it, uh, actually has a podcast. Um, but it's a it's a sports podcast, right? No, they're actually just talking about everything. I just okay. kind of listened to and, a couple episodes today at work. And did you do you feel like this clearly like this movie was clearly a satire, or do you feel like he actually? Yeah. Uh... I think he's learned not to. Let's see. How can I word this? <laughs> he's moved on from that thought process. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Okay. Okay. So, so he might have been stuck in like that combi phase when he did it, but he's uh-huh. moved on beyond that. There's still a little bit still there, but not nearly as bad as this movie is. Okay. I almost, because uh, it reminds me like the Sarah Silverman show where she'd like wear blackface to make her like point and you're like oh you don't yeah you can't do that anymore get why you like i understood that you did it in that time and for some reason nobody stopped you um, <laughs> yeah yeah interesting i wonder how popular this movie got in 2016 i just wonder if some people like watched it and they're like hell yeah pool boy <laughs> hell yeah i'm surprised do we because uh, I looked, I looked up to see if I could find any articles about it, see if there was anything written about like the satire of it, and there's like nothing. nothing. There's barely, barely any reviews on this movie, and I was actually, ba- yeah. I mean, there were a couple, but it was like IMDb things. It wasn't, it wasn't like somebody sat down and wrote an article about this. But I was actually really surprised that Kevin Sorbo didn't pimp it out more than like I would have expected to see him like to see stuff come up about him talking about this movie honestly but I think he yeah, regrets has... doing this movie yeah <laughs> which is surprising <laughs> I don't know I've looked at that guy's IMDB page I don't think there's a lot he's regretted I have to tell you um, it does make me really sad though because I loved Hercules growing up and I mean I always preferred Xena but yeah, I was definitely like, come on, Kevin. Wait, so he does Pool Boy in 2011. 2014, yeah. he's doing God's Not Dead. And now he's doing almost exclusively Christian movies. What if Pool Boy 2 is what made him go Christian? Exactly. Like, this movie made him repent. <laughs> it soul felt like it was burning after doing this movie. <laughs> Which I think would be this movie's greatest sin. Uh, like if this movie made Kevin Sorbo a dick, uh, like what if he was cool until that point? Because what? Yeah, Hercules, Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after he got fake shot in that movie, he like saw it was a real shot. They covered it all up. He saw the light and was like, "I got to pull a Kirk Cameron on this one." Oh no! And then uh, he did. And then Jason Mewes on the other end was like, this was terrible. I can't be tied to this. And he's like, I like heroin a lot. Um, I definitely think it was 
not necessarily even the movie, but the haircut that Jason Mewes had in this film. <laughs> that was not a good haircut on him. Totally it was... Good. Well, this is right around the time he had got his dentures in. You can tell all of his teeth are the same same length. Yes, I noticed that as well. It def- is that what is like the uncanny valley of that dude's mouth? Yes. Yeah, he has dentures. He did so yeah, much I meth. He had, like, he had to have dentures. Yeah. This movie Sorry. is like, you, you can't talk about it. The movie is such a train wreck that you can't talk about like anyone else without talking about the train wrecks they got in in their personal <laughs> lives. Like, um, um, the only person that comes out of this clean is Danny Trejo. And that's because he was like, yeah, I did horrible shit in the 80s. Okay. Like, I, I paid my dues. Just get my check. He's like, I'm going to go do Machete Kills next in like two years. So yeah. I know what B movies are. You guys are going to love me. Yeah. You're going to love me in Predators. Okay, you're gonna fucking love me. In it. I'm in kids' movies now. I paid my dues. <laughs> was, was he in Spy Kids or Shark and Lava yeah. Boy? There's uh, he was a machete in He's Spy in Kids too. Yeah, oh, nice. he plays his machete character. It's beautiful. Yeah, it almost it almost seems like Robert Rodriguez and Danny Trejo were trying to do this movie, but on a better scale and better than what this movie turned out to be. I actually wonder what this movie would have been like if they wouldn't have done the meta thing. Oh, the behind the scenes a a hidden yeah i don't think it would have ever gotten made yeah i I was gonna say you almost need it to break up some of this to be like kind of a a wink and a nod that like yeah this isn't real or anybody's like actual beliefs this is clearly like telling the audience this is supposed to be a joke well especially since uh saint james street saint james or you know what i mean yeah, now you're doing it. S- SJ, SJ. <laughs> I'm just going to call him SJ squared. Um, he clearly said that he made this movie when he was 10 years old. And he got to make it because his dad was like a head muckety muck at the studio. And yeah. so he's trying to justify that everything that happened in Pool Boy was from a 10 year old's perspective that had access to boobs and drugs well and i love that he even makes fun of like the auteur style directors that are like i'm gonna make this gritty and i'm gonna have the violence and like he may they make fun of that again like i say this movie had a point i'm just not sure what it was in the actual movie parts the saint james stuff i'm like that's hilarious to me Mm because you're seeing somebody that thinks they're this great hollywood director and it's just all bullshit and like that's what i'm like yeah that's what i think of everybody that's like I do method and like you're a method actor because you want to be an asshole to your cast <laughs> like don't you're not a nobody's ever a nice method person like Robert Pattinson said oh <laughs> uh, we didn't actually mention this because uh, we ju- just jumped right into the the, the nitty-gritty of pool boy Bree uh what did we snack on during it what did we snack on we were actually was graham, together was it graham crackers and milk again I, like I I feel like it was a uh, <laughs> probably child child yeah. Heck yeah. So, they're in the- they're in a, like, I, I went to the grocery store. They had marshmallows. They had Reese's. They had Hershey's. They had no graham crackers in the whole store. What? Oh, come on, Joe Biden. Kevin. It's that's Fred clo- Dude, store shelves not having graham crackers is the closest you're going to get me to be like a let's go Brandon person. I'm like, this is America. <laughs> we need our gr- graham crackers. <laughs> Don't fuck with my they graham crackers. Each shelf. So the chocolate was on one shelf, marshmallows on another shelf, and all the graham crackers were supposed to be at the bottom, completely gone. Now, uh, the solution I found to that is toast your marshmallow 
and use two Reese's peanut butter cups, and then you got a little shame sandwich. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's problem solving. That's what this country is built on. Uh, so what did you snack on during this movie, Nick? A Coke and a ham sandwich. A Coke and a ham sandwich? Coke and a ham sandwich. Yeah, that's that's a meal. I like it. Do you put cheese on your ham I sandwich? Know. Of course. The nasty that... American. Oh, well, plastic that's a choice. Wrapped in plastic. <laughs> Pool boy would approve. I feel like is uh, what we'd get from there. Kevin, would you yes. recommend? Would you recommend this movie to anyone? I would recommend being in a liberal arts college. Make a drinking game every time somebody says something you would cancel them over and take a sip of beer, not shots. Oh, yeah, you you couldn't do shots. You'd kill yourself. Yeah, and you will be so hammered by the end of this movie. I would turn this into a drinking game movie, 100%. Yeah. Every time somebody reuses uh, frames, every time a character switches characters, every time a frame gets recycled... Um, you know, every time uh, they break uh, the fourth wall, all that stuff. What about you, Brie? Would you? How much would you recommend? The scale of one being fully recommend to five being mandatory in schools to watch. I would say don't ever watch this movie or put yourself through it. <laughs> not even, not even as a liberal arts drinking game. <laughs> Just don't do it. <laughs> Like I said, I my biggest worry is that you're going to have somebody watch it and be like, hell yeah, brother, this movie gets it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, you said that you would not recommend this movie to anyone. If if you're one or two people, no. But if you're in a group of like five, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and really you got to have like a conversation first where you're like, hey guys, we're going to see some shit. <laughs> all the right. cover does nothing. You need to all be cool. It's like if you like at a party and somebody breaks out cocaine, you're like, we all have to agree this is fine. You can't have you going and telling anyone we watched this. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that you've ever done that. <laughs> I've actually No, but I better. know how to keep secrets. Uh, <laughs> Probably true, Nick. <laughs> yeah, in this movie, we did get to watch a 10-year-old do coke, so. Yeah, um... Nick, what would you change on this cover? Oh, there's so much you could change, like the whole cover itself. Yeah, what what would you prefer as a cover for this movie? Let's see. I would put Brian Callen on the cover. Okay. Just because he now has like the MMA podcast with another guy. And plus you might get those people that want to see what he's doing besides Mad TV anymore because he doesn't really do much. Yeah. And let's see. I would put the guy in the wheelchair that got his face frozen when he was having sex with Kevin Sorbo's wife. <laughs> the robot voice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the secondary villain okay. you didn't even know that was really there. You're like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he rolls out of the shadows. <laughs> then he gets stabbed and what? He got ninja stars thrown at him. Yep. <laughs> By, uh, was it Sidney Moncrief? Yeah. Yeah. Repels from the yes. ceiling out of nowhere for no reason. We've never even seen him in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put Jason Hughes on the cover. Yes. Even though he's only in it for like, what, a minute? 
Yeah, but that makes it even funnier when you go to watch the movie and you realize that Jason Mewes is barely in it. <laughs> well, it's true. It's kind of what they do with Danny Trejo in most movies now, or Bruce Willis. He's here for yeah. maybe five well, minutes. You won't see Bruce Willis anymore. No. Um, Kevin, what would you do to change this cover? I have two thoughts. Okay. Uh, I would either go full commit, do like 90s uh, action movie, do like one of those matte painting kind type covers like you see on the Star Wars ones okay. with all the different characters. Uh, go full commit to that or just do a completely black cover that just says uh, this movie was deemed too offensive to be seen by anyone. Oh. And then just Pool Boy 2. Because oh. I'm like, you're telling me uh, if you were at a video store like a Blockbuster in 2011, you wouldn't have picked that up? For sure. Like when you used to walk into, and I don't know if they're still in convenience stores, but when you would walk into the convenience store and they'd have the nudie mags. but then the they beans. would, it, Yeah. Or the ones that were actually like up on the front counter and they would have a slip of plastic that was just all blacked out and all you could see was like the title and the top of the girl's head. That kind of thing. So you should put that like the black cover over the top, but cut out cutouts for Danny Trejo and Kevin Sorbo's head. So all you see is that, and then oh, you pull yeah, it off. That could work. <laughs> yeah, just have Pool Boy Two being the only part that could see be seen. Yeah, that's the special edition. <laughs> Director's cut. <laughs> Honestly, I finding out this movie wasn't seen by people kind of surprises me. I mean, it, this, it, but this very much strikes me as a movie that would have like a cult. Mm-hmm. following in some ways which is really why i was so surprised when i googled it that i didn't see more come up um for me for the cover i think i would actually do uh saint james street james uh in his um like cigar jacket with peter's and you know how he opened the film roll at the beginning and there was a VHS tape of Cool Boy 2 in there? Uh, I would actually have him opening that and it would have the actual cover of the VHS tape of the current cover on there. So it'd be kind of meta. showing the meta. the me- Exactly, yeah. Nick. Exactly. So that's what I would say. I would love to see a series of movies presented by that character. There actually are. Like if, oh, are there? And I've just never noticed. I am defeated too. And there's another one. There's another movie called with uh, St. James Street James. That's just his image as the cover. But then there's another movie, FDR. And then I think another one. Huh. I interest, yeah, I would watch a movie that was just like an anthology mm-hmm. of these. And have him be like the framing narrator. Yeah, I actually think the joke of Pool Boy would fit a lot better, would land a lot, hit a lot harder in a shortened, condensed time This would have been good for 20 minutes. Yeah. Not an hour and a half. Yes. It would have. Because then you would have been like, oh, okay, I get it. He's going to be this weird racist dude. And then he's back. And then he's not, you know, all that stuff. Like that would have been, I think that would have been funny to me. Yes, I agree. Um, okay. So, uh, Kevin, where can we, wait, do you guys have anything more you want to say about this movie? No, no, I, I have nothing to say more about this movie. So, uh, Kevin, where can we find you on social media? 
Uh, you can find me on everything from Twitter to TikTok at Kevin underscore egg. This is the Time in the Park podcast where you get to plug your stuff. So do you want to tell people uh, kind of what you do and where they should follow you? So I just kind of document where I go on the weekend and sometimes during the week. It's uh, around Seattle. I kind of have just mostly Twitter because somebody stole it Mm -hmm. for Instagram. So I just kind of, yeah, it happens. (laughs) I actually really enjoy your Twitter because it's fun to see all the different places you go. Um, And I, I always love good interaction. You always have fun things to say about our podcast and we really appreciate all your support through our almost 75 episodes <laughs> and nick what's your what's your hidden gem in seattle if somebody was like hey where's a where's a place we didn't know about what is your what would be your recommendation uh, i'd say skip seattle and go to issaquah <laughs> valid that's a round there's a place called uh triple x root beer drive-in they have burgers about as we big have as one head. here uh where we're at now and they make their own root beer and really? they're supposed to be really good yeah, they're really big too. They're like what, ten or twelve bucks, and they're probably what the size of your what from your knee to your ankle. Oh wow! I, I have no idea. I've never gone, so now I'm gonna have to. That's over, um, over by the old town or the old part of Issaquah, isn't it? The Triple X. Yeah, like near downtown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the one here only takes cash though. Oh, interesting. Well, that's fair. So, yeah. So, you guys, uh, listeners, go and follow Nick on Twitter at around underscore Seattle. (laughs) Kevin. Thank you, Brittany. You're welcome. Kevin, uh, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, On Twitter, Instagram, TikTok uh, at Kevin underscore egg or KevinEggleston.com. Okay. And you can find us as a podcast on Twitter and Instagram at By Its Cover Pod and on YouTube and Facebook By Its Cover Podcast. Uh, we want to thank Nick again for, uh, well, not necessarily having us watch this movie, but being here on the pod. And we hope to have you back in the future. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. Comedy is the new thank sex. You again. <laughs> Comedy is the new sex. 